<laughs> Welcome to Jude's List. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm a little bit nervous. It's definitely been a minute since I've done one of these, but I feel good about it. You'll be totally fine. Okay. You're just catching up with a friend. <laughs> yes. That's why, that's why I feel very comfortable. I'm still going to be nervous because I'm weird, but I feel very comfortable. Tell us where you're speaking from and yeah, what's happening in your life right now. Okay. Well, what's happening in my life? That's like, that's, that's loaded. That's a lot. I'm currently in. Okay. Okay. Let's dial back. Tell us who you are first. Tell us who you are first. Yes. Let's start with that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My name is Lauren Pierce. I am a 34 year old visual artist. I am a single mother of two. I have two boys, Dylan and Keegan. Uh, Dylan is 14. Keegan is 13 and also autistic. Yeah. But I'm a fine artist. I've been painting professionally as a full-time gig for the last 10 years. Okay. And what has that experience been like? It's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It has had many ups and downs. It has had many ups and downs. There's been moments of extreme failing, moments where I've wanted to give up, and then other moments um, that where my work has been received by people in a way that has brought them to tears. It has changed their, the way they view things. Uh, it's give, given voices to things. The lows, although they've been hard, have been super necessary. So they've made my work better and stronger and have made me as a person better and stronger. And then just those highs are are some of the reasons that like keep me going and keep me trucking along in this very somewhat chaotic worlds of creativity yeah can you give us some examples of that lows and some of those highs Uh, what have they been like uh the lows i would say stepping away within the last couple months so i kind of took a step back the end of december and really had to reevaluate what I wanted to do. And I think for a moment, because I was so busy and doing so many shows that I think for me, a low is when you're not selling, um, especially when, well, if if this is your source of income, but then also being a single parent and navigating that and really trying to wrestle with like, is, am I being selfish? Like, I'm I'm sticking and committing to this thing, but I also have children and you know, what I'm doing is just, it's not cutting it. So I feel like there were moments, especially in the last year where I was like, am I good enough? Am like, do I actually have something to say? Because I do think that I, the work kind of got muddled and I started doing things that felt more commercial instead of things that felt honest to me as the creator. Um, so the lows, the lows were being pretty broke, being very broke. My electric being about to be shut off. Like, where am I going to get gas money to get my kids to school? So like not having money is, is definitely a, a low. And then just feeling like you're also isolated in a space where you do have a child with a disability and trying to navigate that as well as being in an industry that is very fast paced and very competitive. And for me, because I'm a, I'm a parent of an autistic child that requires, you know, what he requires are basic human rights, but for him, it just looks very different. My life, I can't operate in the same way that a lot of people do. 
So those lows were yeah. very challenging, very, very challenging. But for me, a lot of the highs have come from private stories from either collectors or people that have been fans of my work for a very long time and sharing with me very intimate and vulnerable stories about how they have felt seen in my work. And that is where I think I've been trying to get back to. It's like, I feel like at the core of what my gift is, it's about encouragement. And I'm a storyteller. And I feel like if I'm staying true to that, whether everybody loves the work or not, like I should be okay in that. Yeah. I think you, you mentioned several elements that, that I want us to talk about. One on the aspect of needing to create as, as, as an artist yeah. and then also needing to make ends meet, yeah. to make money as a financial means of what you do. How do you balance that, especially when it's not working? How did you find the strength to pull yourself out of that place? I might might cry. Okay. um, I'm going to try really hard not to. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, you know, I've been in therapy in the last couple of years and it has been the most life changing shift for me that I'm just really grateful for. But I think um, because of the emotional labor that I've done, it doesn't make the choices to be true to my craft easier. It just makes it, um, it's not easier. I just feel like I have fallen into a place where surrendering. So obviously it's a very fine line because I do have kids. So it is, I think it's a privilege when you don't have to, when you don't have the responsibility of other people like needing you to like be okay to like live and to get by but I really feel like I'm just in a place of just complete trust and faith. And whether it's the universe or God or whoever you believe in, I think it's just being in a place of just like, for one, having faith in myself that no matter what, whether the work is not commercial or people are not drawn to it or whatever, I just feel like I, I no longer can find myself in a place where I'm denying the, the, the story that I want to tell. Like, I I just feel like because I was in a really low space last year that I will, I refuse to compromise. And I think I spent a good amount of time in the last couple of years kind of compromising myself. And I think all that did was just burn me out. And although I'm in a financial crisis kind of place, I just feel more grounded in that uncertainty, knowing that I'm being honest with what I'm creating. So for me, it's like, okay, there are sacrifices being made, but they are sacrifices. But in the end, I'm like, someone's going to love what I'm doing. Someone's going to be drawn to it. I don't want to find myself in a place where I'm competing with everybody because then we have situations like we do right now where everything feels very muddled and looks the same yeah and i don't want to be there and i also feel like as artists we're it's our responsibility to like shift stuff like we are the ones that are like that start the trends and start and and start these yeah revelations of things yes the movements like that is our job so like i feel like when we are when we're painting Yes, we need money. Like we need money. But when we're painting for that sole purpose, I feel like we we lose it. And then I feel like the work is empty. And I never want anyone to stand in front of my work and and not feel something from it. Because 
because really like when I'm connected to a piece, I go through, I hate it. I love it. I'm crying. I'm emotionally in it. It's like, oh my, I step away and I'm like spiritually connected. And I want people to feel that through the work. Yeah. You referenced like having to compromise. Yeah. What exactly did you compromise on? So I work really, really fast. I tend to work really, really fast. And I think because I was in this situation where I was doing a lot of shows, I was working very quickly, but I was compromising the quality. Scratch that. Not the quality, but the concept. And I think that there is a time when, or at least for me, that I was so caught up in the go-go that I was compromising the concept. And then also just kind of BSing through it um, because artists can absolutely yeah. be massive bullshitters. Like we could say we'd meant all these things and it, it, it didn't really translate and it was not accurate. Um, but I also think compromising with, there were people that I worked with that I feel like I was so wrapped up in the go and the commercial aspect of it that I wasn't taking the time to process and honor myself and, and my convictions about things and attaching yeah. myself to people that just didn't align where, where I am in a philosophical way. So I do think really more than anything, I was compromising myself and losing bits of myself along the way because I was aligning with people that I just don't think I would have normally aligned with if I had the moment to take a step back and just really process, is this the way that I want to yeah. go? You were not in a position where you were listening to yourself. Yeah. 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 That can be hard. It because, is. Like, we are really surrounded by a lot of noise. It's hard to just yeah. sit still and just listen to yourself. Absolutely. And hear yourself. Absolutely. Because you also need advice is important. And the wisdom, there are a lot of people that I've met within the art world that, ha that yeah. have ample amounts yeah. of wisdom. And I think that's important. I do think when I moved to Arizona last year and being in the desert and I moved there and uh, my ex had moved back to Ohio after we had moved there and then I didn't know anybody. So it was just me and my kids in a place that I had never been and yeah. in a situation where as lonely as it was at times, I think that solitude and really it was like going out in the desert and just like completely stripping stuff away, stripping the things that I had, the voices from other people and just like having that privilege, although lonely and a lot of other things, it really pushed me to like hear myself. Like that solitude gave me the strength that I feel like I have now to like enter back into a space that like can be tricky to navigate. Yeah. You got your confidence back just by being in that solitude. Yeah, I, I think so, big time. Let's also talk about what the experience has been like over the last 10 years, having an active career. What have been some of the highlights and what have been some of the challenges? I know it's very difficult to navigate how the art world works, especially if you're not an insider. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've had to learn the hard way? man, who to trust. There's a whole, I mean, obviously being a woman and then being a black woman, I feel like you're navigating um, it, a, a very dom, it's very male dominating. Male dominated, um, yeah. And there is, 
you know, having to stand up for yourself. Although, of course, you know, colorism is a thing and I'm light skinned. So there's, you know, within my gender, like I'm very aware of the privilege that I have looking the way that I do and being light skinned, um, but still having to advocate, figuring out how to advocate for myself in a way that I'm using discernment as well as just like growing as an individual, I think has been the mo- one of the most challenging things because I started out in my early 20s and although you know, you can acquire wisdom at any age, you know, in my twenties, just, you're very young and you're still figuring out who you are. So I think figuring out who I was and then also navigating the politics within the art world and how to, how to advocate for myself was very challenging and also advocating in a way that I'm still remaining gracious because I, I truly believe in being a gracious, kind person, but not being a doormat. So that has been one of the tricky things, because I also feel like there's a lot of there's it seems at times like a popularity contest or there's like circles of like groups of people yeah. within this the sphere. Um, and that's tricky to navigate, like who likes who and who doesn't mess with who. And I just don't really do that stuff. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the games that come into play. And it does feel like you need to be really good at chess to like navigate the art world a lot of times. And those kind of mind games just don't really suit my brain. So that has been (laughs) very interesting navigating. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you frustrated? It does because I just, I just don't want to, for one, I don't, I'm not down with manipulation. I'm not down with gaslighting because that absolutely happens I don't know. I wish because creating, I still believe is such a spiritual like practice. I mean, the fact that we are creating something out of nothing, like, and, and the way that our brains put these, these things together and, and some of my favorite artists, I'm just in awe of the things that come, that come out of their creativity. So I feel like it is such a disservice and it dishonors the, the practice of creativity when everything feels like a mind game. And it like takes a, it takes away from the beauty that is art, whether it's like meant to make you angry or sad or or feel seen or whatever. I just think it takes away from the practice itself and how absolutely magical art can be when the, when the mind games, manipulation, the politics are surrounding yeah. that. I feel like in a huge sense, artists are like billboards or like signposts just pointing you in like directions yes. to say oh this is what you should think about this is what you should look we at. have this so much influence this- we carry so much influence yeah. and that's important and i do think i'm totally not going to quote spider-man okay even though i have two teenagers i'm not gonna do it but i do <laughs> i do think we have a responsibility to be you know it's we carry the responsibility that we can change people's minds about things. And I think we need to be really careful about how we do that. Yeah. But uh, you see, I think it also comes down to like a very fundamental thing that you also need to, you need to figure out yourself and you need to figure out life. At the same time, you need to survive. Yeah. It's a hard mix. It's a hard mix and it's a hard balance. Yes. Especially since we're like constantly growing and evolving, hopefully. So it's like, I feel like there needs to be lots of checking in with self 
throughout that journey. Yeah. Yeah. How, how have you managed to do that for yourself? Uh, it's still a work in progress. It's still a work in progress. Um, I journal a lot. And again, I have a therapist that I love tremendously. She's wonderful. I think for me, when I'm creating to make sure that for one, that I'm being honest with myself, I'm spending less time on social media. I think it's really easy to get caught up and compare. Yeah. I don't care if you're the most confident person in the world, you're going to find yourself comparing yourself to somebody else all the time. And there's so much talent out there. And I feel like I'm constantly, it's, it's almost like I'm, I'm doing a lot of these like pep talks with myself. Like, listen, that yeah. I am capable. I am enough. Like I am talented. That person could be even more talented than me and that's okay. And that's amazing. Like I'm trying to make sure that even even if I do find myself comparing, that I'm not speaking to myself in a negative way. I'm not looking at them and sending them bad energy because I don't want that for anybody else. I want people to be able to flourish, you know, because I also don't know what's going on in their personal life. I would hate to like be like jealous and send out bad energy and it completely disrupts them, you know. So uh, I think checking in with myself in these like pep talks and journaling for me and making sure I'm being honest are things that I'm doing daily in my life. Um, I also have, have a really supportive family and uh, my sister, Erin, she is my go-to person when I feel stuck or feel a little bit yeah. lost. And we do a lot of verbal processing together and kind of try to navigate it with each other. And that has been super helpful for me, making sure I have people in my life that Maybe don't understand the whole art world, but understand me yeah. and help to keep me grounded in it. Yeah, safe spaces yes. where you can safe spaces for sure. Have your voice, and then you can have like a you can have some feedback. Yes, Lauren, let's also talk about your art practice over the last three years. What that has looked like. You mentioned that you've done a lot of shows. Yes, you've done a lot of work. What did that require? What did that take from you? What did that give also? Uh, it took so much energy. Um, you know, things kind of took a shift a little bit. Uh, when I was working with my manager at the time, Mashonda, we had did, um, she reached out to me to do a group show at, uh, Urban Zen in early 2021. And of course, you know, after the, the crazy peak of COVID in 2020, obviously a lot of us trying to figure out our ways forward. Um, you know, but Mashonda helped put me in a place yeah. where I could be more selective, where, excuse me, where I did have more visibility. And I think from that point on, like, like I was getting, you know, people were emailing me and be like, let's do things, let's partner, let's do these shows. And at the time I was saying yes to a lot of things. Uh, because of course you like have these opportunities and these moments and you think that they're never going to come about around again. And sometimes they don't. Um, so, but I was saying yes, because for one was the first time that I could pay my bills on time and, or pay my bills in advance. So that was really nice as a single mom uh, to have that independence and like release that I obtained. Um, but I was in the studio almost every single day. I was also able to afford a studio outside of my home 
which before that I was working from home and it was wonderful. And I feel very privileged to have had the space in my house to do that. I just think that there can be uh, boundaries crossed when you're yeah. working from home, especially as a parent. Um, just, it was very busy for a while, but like the process, I feel like I had, I had obtained a very healthy work uh, relationship to an extent. I was, I was saying a lot of yeses, but there was more, I guess, more space outside of the home for me to create. So I felt like also because I could afford a studio space, I could go bigger. And then that was the first time that I had done I think my first big piece was an eight by 10 foot piece. And then that, like, for me, I'm yeah. like, okay, now so much more is at my fingertips. Like, I felt like I could broaden what I wanted to create because I had the space and the money to do it. What was your takeaway from doing so much work at that time? I ask myself this sometimes, if I would have done the last two years differently. And of course, everything that I have acquired for myself and the knowledge that I have, Yes, I would have done things differently. I do think that I'm in the season of moving slower. Um, so I do wish that I would, I would have, I wish I would have just used more discernment. I wish I didn't feel like I needed to grab a hold of everything all at once. Cause how easily can things fall apart? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. because things have kind of not fallen apart, but the the finances are, in, are have been unstable. Um, I just it, like you, you can find yourself in a tough situation no matter what you do, and I think that what I lost from doing so much was really just myself. Like I had a point last year that I hit a really really low place and like a total meltdown. I guess you could say just like a burnout meltdown, and. Um, it disrupted quite a few things in my life. So for me, was it worth compromising my mental health? Absolutely not. Not for the money, not for the visibility. Um, the work is going to come if I'm working hard. And I think you can work hard and not, like, I feel like I am more intentional about my, my work ethic and my practice. practice. Yes. Yeah. So like, I'm still the work, if anything, my work has gotten better. I'm more detail oriented because I'm not saying yes to everything because I'm moving slower. The concepts, the stories, the people that I'm speaking to, the people that I'm painting, there's, it's just feels like there's more depth because I'm taking my time and I'm honoring myself and what I'm capable of without feeling like if I don't say yes to everything, I'm not cut out for this. No, I feel like it's the reversal. I am cut out yeah. for this because I have gained so much more wisdom in the fact that like I can take a step back and not lose anything. Not, not really. Yeah. That really points out to one of the quotes that I don't know where I got it from, but it is one of the quotes that I really like. It says something along the lines of for your yes to be of value, your no has to be said. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I think it's crucial that sometimes we go through these moments yeah. so that we can value what we say yes I, to. We can value what we yeah. commit to so that we also bring all of ourselves yeah. to that yeah. moment, you know? I've gotten really good at saying no. Yeah. I like it. It's a good word. It's a really good <laughs> word. Healthy boundaries are yeah. my jam. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Lauren, what would you say you are on your journey right now? I was just thinking about this, this this morning, actually, and thinking about our conversation and thinking about the people that I'm inspired by and people that I've learned from. And I think one of the things that I just really love about the stage that I'm in is that I don't feel like I need, I definitely had this complex of feeling like I needed to be great and extraordinary. And in this journey of just like, what if I'm just regular me like why is that not enough and like why is that not okay I'm really in this space where I'm in my journey and in my practice that like I'm just really okay just like showing up as myself and being in this space that like I'm not Amy Cheryl yet I'm not Kehinde I'm like I'm not these masterful artists because for one I'm 34 like I'm still learning I still have so much to grow in there's so much more than I need to learn so I really feel like I'm in this, I don't know, like this the middle of my career yeah. where like, but I also feel like I'm still really starting out because there's still so much more that I have to learn about the space and also about myself while I'm creating. So I do, I still feel like I'm a beginner in a lot of ways. I do. I feel like I'm a beginner. Like I'm, and I think that's also because I just am starting to be really comfortable with myself and like really loving myself and, and however I show up. And that feels really great. Yeah. Can you describe this feeling? It is terrifying. It is so terrifying. So I have a solo in New York, August 4th, and I'm doing it myself. Like it's not with any curator, any gallery. It is me doing it by myself. That And for me, I knew that the first time I did a show, I wanted, like, I wanted to have the full reins. I wanted to be able to stand in my own power. So I feel like at this moment in time, I am scared. Like, I cry from from the fear that I feel. There's a lot on the line. Yeah. There is at times doubt, but then also it's this, like, really special kind of euphoric place where I feel sense of pride the fact that like I am out the other side and just really putting myself out there in my own way and it's exciting I'm really 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 proud of myself I'm proud of the work that I've done on myself I'm proud of the work that I'm creating so it's it's a culmination it's like a melting pot like one day I'm like oh my god what is happening the next day I'm like yes got this a powerhouse this is amazing all of those a lot of things it's a lot of things yeah obviously i'm now i'm teary-eyed now so yes it's a lot of things but it sounds like you've got to figure it figured out you know that's if you're showing up in that way and then you trust yeah. in yourself that it would all make yeah. sense i think that's yeah. all we need you know we just really don't have the only control i have is in myself and what i can do and everything else is just either up to chance or up to the universe or up to God. And I just feel like I'm, I can't try to control things that are just, they're without my reach or with, and not in my control. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Lauren, let's also describe how your work has evolved over the last few yeah. years and describe what your style is now. How has it changed? In the beginning, when I first started out, I was doing a lot of animal work. I wasn't really connected. I was doing things that made money. And I used to be embarrassed about that. And I'm just not anymore because for one, I paid the bills. And also it was just part of 
the journey of an artist. And, but from there, my first solo show was actually a collaboration show that I did with both my kids. Keegan, who was limited speaking at the time, wasn't really communicating very much outside of just drawing yeah. all the time. Um, and then he would write things down. Um, so I really wanted to just bring more awareness to what our journey looks like with having an autistic child and just also uplifting my son who, you know, tends to get forgotten in, in this world. I would say that my journey with, you know, where I'm at and where I've been in, in the terms of like style, I think that there were moments where I was experimenting and playing around I think now, obviously, I've, I've for the last eight years, I've been a figurative painter um, and just really figuring out how my story with using the figures. I do think that we have a ton of incredibly talented black figurative artists right now in the world. And I know one of the things that's yeah. talked about a lot is it feels like oversaturated. And I feel like to an extent, absolutely. I do think that people are struggling to find their styles which I also feel a lot of different ways about that. Um, but I do think that it hasn't always been, there hasn't always been a lot of accessibility for black artists. So I feel like not refining your craft or your style, but just being able to pinpoint what you actually want to create has, hasn't always been available yeah. to us. So I think for me, use yeah. of color has always been a part of every series that I do. I have to have color in my life. It makes me feel centered. It makes me feel good. I love everything bold and bright. And then, you know, there's been times where I've done nude figurative work before. And a past series that I did, I did of me and my sisters. And we're all nude. I was the only one that showed my face. But all of us have been sexually assaulted. And... Uh, two of us have children. One of us has Crohn's disease. So the way that our bodies have shifted and moved because of trauma, whether that's sexually or medically, it was really important for me to kind of tell that story through us, especially being sisters. I think the more I practice and the more I'm in this, the work feels more grounded and tied to me. Um, I feel like instead of drawing from not necessarily other people's experiences, but really honing in on my own and figuring out how to convey that yeah. and also bring people in, which is so much of what my current series is about has been my own self self-healing and trying to encourage and bring people into the safe space that I've created for myself, um, especially through nature. Um, so I think the journey for me within my work and how it has shifted there's been a lot of playing around, which I feel like is super, super necessary. I wish artists felt comfortable to experiment more because then I do feel like you're yeah. able to figure out what your voice is and what your style is when you're playing um, and then honing that in. Um, but I do, I feel like some of my work, I was pulling from what others expected and not what felt honest Obviously, the style has definitely shifted in the last year, and I've stepped away from doing the more geometric, quilting, pattern kind of as aspect because there's just so much of that happening. Excuse me, and trying to figure out, you know, outside of that, where do I find myself an artist? And I think being away and being alone and being in the desert and how, I mean, I love hiking, I love camping. 
being out in the wilderness, the desert, the forest, whatever, that is when I feel the most spiritually grounded outside of creating. And I really wanted to bring more of that into my practice. So I think it's shifted in, in use of materials. Um, for a long time, I was painting like made up people for the last couple of years. It's been yeah. you know, a culmination of people I found on the internet, people in my own life. Um, and so doing pretty much things for my imagination and as wonderful as that is, and as much as I love the work that I was creating for me, there was, it was missing an aspect, not that it was missing depth. Um, but there is something when you're painting someone that either you've conversed with or, you know, and trying to capture who they are as people through your perspective. And I find that to be incredibly romantic in a way. So I feel like my work has kind of transitioned. It's, it really, it's been my, my journal where like my yeah. progression as a person, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm going to paint whatever it is, use my ma- imagination, cool experiment. But really the work has become more grounded in self. And I feel like that is possibly noticeable. I mean, it is to me. So yeah. Any of that makes sense? I, I mean, feel like so I'm a rambling mess. It does. Okay. It does. It does. I mean, <laughs> what you've essentially said is that over the last three years, you've gone through some healing work, which you've been able to pawn the canvas yeah. to show the strength that you have right now. And people can identify and resonate with that. Okay. Yeah. That. All that. <laughs> <laughs> all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lauren, I mean, thank you for sharing that incredible journey thank with us you. through your work and what you do. So, it, you know, it shows that that strength shows in your pieces because like it, it just draws your attention. You know that there's something behind this piece that I'm looking at, you know, even if you can't pinpoint or you can't define what it is that you see, the energy is there. You can you can feel like, yeah, this is this work speaks to me in this way, but you can't exactly articulate what it is i appreciate that that's very encouraging and i think that shows a lot of strength i know it hasn't been easy especially being a single mother and then raising your autistic son that that definitely is heavy it's heavy you know so it shows a lot of strength that you've had to do to even carry on to to continue working as an artist And and it's not easy i think that's why it's not easy for women especially in the art world you know because any of these life events could drastically shift your practice yeah. and it could take you away from it for a very yeah. long time. I do wish that there was more support. I remember speaking to someone recently about, you know, just my situation and also my son um, and just kind of navigating visibility and connections and shows and galleries and all that stuff. And you know, the advice was that I, I I just have to figure that part out. Like my son, like, you know, you, you have to be traveling, you have to go out there. And obviously I agree, but I think it in some sense can be dismissive because the choices that we make as parents, you know, I never want to have to choose one over the other. And unfortunately we live in a yeah. society where resources are it's they're not ample Limited. you know the, the 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 amount of heavy lifting i have to do to get my son like basic care yeah. is wild but then also like i just wish that there was more understanding i wish that the art world had more empathy like 
empathy would be great if there was if there was more empathy yeah. out there and just grace for just people you know because i also think about other disabled artists like how are they navigating these spaces and do they feel supported do they feel uplifted i know that there's no equity within the art world but like do are they feeling like they're drowning and i don't know i only know a couple of successful disabled artists and that's very interesting to me. You know, I think as a woman and being black there, that's tricky to navigate, but then to be disabled and be a, a woman, or if you don't conform within the confines of gender, like what, navigating that. So I just wish that there was empathy within it and more resources and patience and, and more of a drive to be more inclusive because it doesn't always feel like it's a very inclusive space. I think it's very isolated in the sense that they're very like small circles yeah. and it doesn't give a lot of space yeah. for people who are on the outside to look in or for people who are on the outside to join or to participate. But yeah, I feel like things are changing. Access is decentralizing yeah. now and there's more information. So opportunities are so more abound now, but it's also more yeah. difficult to break up because... There's a lot yeah. more noise. Can I ask you something? Yes. Out of these interviews that you've done lately, in the last six months, who has, who are two people that have like really sh either shifted or like left something with you that like you kind of took away from the interview and it just like you kind of sat with it for a little bit, like, like really like either moved you or like shook something up. Is there anybody that you've interviewed lately that you just feel like, you really took something away from your time with them? Wow. I, I wasn't Sorry. expecting that, Lauren. You this, can that's... talk to a lot of people. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, so I, I, I will try. I will try to be, to be fair. Okay, and you, also, yeah, you don't, don't have to say names for sure. With all these conversations that I have, it just reinforces my why. Okay. Why I'm doing this. And each new conversation, each new connection that I have, it just builds another layer of understanding, yeah. another layer of patience. Because sometimes I also feel like, mm, this is a lot of work I'm yeah. doing, you know, and where is it exactly going? I obviously have a big vision of what I want to yeah. do, what I want to achieve. But and in my own life, I also have my yeah. struggles. I've got a day job. At the same time, I'm also struggling personally with my health, which is not. Sometimes it's it's got ups and downs. Yeah. You know, I have sickle cell, so it, it's like the real the day to day for me gets really hard, and for me to manage to keep going, it's it's yeah. a struggle. But like every day, I choose to show up because I know this is going to make sense. This is all going to add up. But I, I walk away from each interview feeling like, wow, I just did that yeah. you know sometimes i feel like i'm a genius because i feel like i'm onto something no one <laughs> I is seeing love that. <laughs> but sometimes i also feel like i'm so clueless like what am i doing why am i doing this <laughs> it brings me yeah. joy on most days and sometimes it makes me sad that like this is a uh, impact that yeah. i want but I've also come to understand that that's the beauty of it, that it, it takes time, you know, and we have to give ourselves all the patience in the world, you know? Yeah.
Well, you're giving you're giving artists a platform, you know, to to share their stories and to express themselves. And I think that I mean, I feel very grateful for people like you because I don't know. I mean, the c- human connection. You know, if it wasn't for capitalism, I feel like we would be far happier people. You know, and just be like, let's just focus on <laughs> yeah. connecting and uplifting one another. So, what you're doing is incredibly encouraging my friend super encouraging and for also for you to have the energy where like people feel safe enough to like share themselves with you it's awesome yeah yeah and that's a blessing that's that's something i don't take for granted i feel like um that's one of my gifts my gift is that i can connect with anyone in such a way that you feel like you have a safe space to open up and have this conversation you know and i don't i don't take that for granted as much as possible I feel like if it's something I can use and I can home to improve, to have these conversations that would also inspire others, then I, I must get yeah. to work, you know? I like that. I must get to work. Yeah. We got to get to work. We got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know I didn't answer your question, but no, you I know did. I did I, in I, some I, way. You, you reshaped that. And I do think it's important because you're doing something that like, yes, you're getting something from, from, these artists, but also you're giving something to to us, and that's that's cool. I like to answer. The answer was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just before you ask that, I was also going to ask about your son. Did you say his name was yes, Keegan? Yes, two boys, Dylan and Keegan. Dylan's fourteen, Keegan's thirteen. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, I think he said something about Keegan. Um, he's the he's the one with yes, autism, yeah. right? He's autistic. Yeah. How has your nurturing Keegan influenced your work? Influence for sure. I mean, when you're creating, you know, a lot of times I find that like, exit out. I feel like as a mother, I'm not just creating for myself. I'm creating for my children and also creating these moments where like they can see that even when I'm struggling, like mom like pulls herself back up and keeps on going. And I feel like for me with Keegan having an autistic child, although that like my child is not here to teach anyone lessons, you know, but as human beings, inevitably we do, we teach each other a lot of stuff. So I think having an autistic child that is limited speaking and the fact that like he uses his artistry to communicate is incredibly inspiring to me and it makes me wow I wish it's I could so see that. good it's so good but to have a kid that's also an artist and like that is one of his languages as an artist being his mother and being an artist the bond that I feel in connection with my child although like I love him because he's my son but then there's just like something like spiritual underneath and I feel like Keegan influences my practice every single day he has opened doors for me to like see the world differently, has reshaped the way that I how so? Oh my gosh. So I feel like when you have a disabled child, already life is just, at least for Keenan, it, it, it's just harder. And having to be the one advocating for my son when I didn't know about autism until I had my son. Um, so having to learn, yeah. you know, that our perspective is very neurotypical. It's from this place of 
of non-autism. So like the way that he thinks about things, the processes things, I'm trying to not make, force my son to conform to how we would normally see things, but like try to think about things from his perspective. So I think having a child that I'm having to force myself in ways to see things from his perspective, it has allowed me the grace and the empathy to see people from, to see people as like themselves. And I think, also doing the theories okay. that's like surround around nudity and which isn't always it's not a, it's not always approachable or it's not always consumed in the way that like if you're not thin and beautiful it's not necessarily desired and i just see so much beauty in so many different kind of people and i think having a son like keegan has forced me to see life in the massive amount of this the spectrum that life is it is this beautiful rainbow of people the way they think the way they process the way they look the way we confront things like everything so keegan has inspired you know how i approach a canvas because I'm just, I'm forced to see things differently because of my son being autistic. And and I find that to be such a privilege, such a privilege that I've been blessed with someone that has forced me to see life in this beautiful array of like sunshine. Although it's hard, it's just, it's yeah. just I just see people differently now having Keegan, which my, I think, I, then I think just makes my practice and my work better for it. Yeah. And, and I think it also ties in beautifully to what, what I was sharing earlier about your pieces, because because of your story and, and what you're sharing, it, it makes other people feel seen. It makes them feel noticed. It's hard. I think it's what sometimes we desire the most as human beings, the need to be seen. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's it's important though. It is important to be seen and be and felt like you're heard. Like, I mean, as individuals and as groups of people, I there. I think the value in being seen is immeasurable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lauren, this is I'm getting sorry. heavy. <laughs> we have to lighten this up. <laughs> we started out heavy. Come on, there's been crying. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. I come, I come with the stuff. Okay, I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> yeah. So still on Keegan and then what you've had to learn uh, and in nurturing him um, and how that has also translated into your work. Um, what's what's one thing that you, off the top of your head, you can share to, or what was the one piece of advice you can give to someone raising a child that has some form of disability? Oh, be patient with yourself. Honestly, I feel like if I and try to find somebody that can relate to you, because I think that um, navigating the world um, of disabilities can be very isolating um, for that person that's a disabled and for a parent. I would say to just be patient. You know, you don't have to know all the things and be an expert right away. That just comes with like learning your child or the person you love or or even if you're trying to learn about something and you have no ties to that. Um, But especially with raising a child that's autistic or a raising child that is disabled, I just think being patient with yourself. There's just a lot of information and you want to make sure it's the right information for you and your child. But I will say the one of the things that has really 
um, given me encouragement and um, warmth. His one of my best friends also has a daughter that's autistic, and and then I just recently, you know, moving to Arizona, made a friend that is she's they are an adult that's autistic, and they have three uh, children that are also all autistic. So like having community. Patience and community, I think, I wish I would have known that or felt the courage to put myself out there when I was younger with Keegan. Um, I think I would have, there would have still been tears, but I wouldn't have been crying alone. And I think I would have felt more, I would have just had more courage to speak up for things instead of co-signing to things that people said would be good for my son instead of just trusting my gut. So patience and community are the two things I think big time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> good job. Good job. I thought we were trying to lighten it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back to the current body of work that you've yeah. been working on. So there's a lot of colors. There's a lot of flowers. There's a lot of yeah. nudity. There's a lot going on in these pieces. What is that about? So I think that when I'm feeling or I'm at a really low place and I feel like I need to purge, the first thing I think about is just stripping down, just like unmasking and stripping away. And I feel like we obtain so much stuff that's not ours. And I think in this place of solitude that I found myself in, especially out in Arizona and being in the desert, like stepping out into nature, it just grounds me. It has healed parts of me that I don't know if, if I would have healed as quickly or at all, if I wasn't surrounded by just like beauty. I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful out there. So bringing people into my space where I feel the safest, which is out in nature. So I I just, you know, having these bodies that, you know, we are completely being exposed, but still have holding on to our power and then being in these spaces that like are peaceful, but also can be, you know, a little bit wavering, but then also just thinking about as black and brown people and what it would look like without colonization, without the trauma of, of our history and the safe spaces that like we could have had. So like one, the first piece I did in the series was of myself. And I think it's super important. If I'm going to ask anyone else to pose nude, I need to have the courage to do that stuff myself, which I have no problem with because I just feel like bodies are bodies and they're beautiful. And I love the way my body has shifted and changed as I've gotten older and as I've had. Um, But then the second piece I did in the series, which is one of my favorites, uh, it's of a model cachet and it literally feels like Eve. Like it feels like how I would perceive Eve in in the garden and the, the ease of her posture the joy and the rest that's in her face. And then to have the, the, the plants and the flowers just surrounding her is joyful and it's beautiful. And it feels a little like utopia esque. So with the, this work, I specifically just wanted to create images where people felt either joyful or a sense of peace 
or ease, some place that they can come and just lay their burdens to rest and just like completely strip down and just rid themselves of the worry. Yeah. And I think in that too, what I get is that on the canvas, you're able to capture a sense of freedom, which is almost hard to articulate and which is almost hard to exist yeah. in real life for women because women are really not afforded yeah. the space to just be that free, you know, because there's, there's so many labels and there's so many expectations yep. that have been put on modern day society uh, by modern day society on women. It makes it so hard to just yeah. be yourself. Someone actually said that commented uh, on one of my posts today that I like this painting feels like freedom. And I love that because that's what I want with this work. I want, yeah, I want, I, I feel like with, with freedom comes ease and peace. And I don't know if we'll ever have that true sense of freedom because of our history and because of how things are shaped in our society. But I do feel like at least if I can give someone a moment of that, of that piece, yeah. I feel like that's really special. Yeah. And if they could recognize it, sometimes that's, it's hard. So sometimes that, yeah. that really counts. Sometimes that really makes a big difference. I feel like that's like, it's a huge, that's a huge compliment. It's a huge compliment that I'm going to take. And I'm just going to hold on to that when I'm doubting myself. Ah, you should, they should come back I'm to this totally conversation. I'm totally going to. Uh, I'm totally going to. If I have like <laughs> imposter syndrome, and I can be like, I'm just going to listen to this and give myself a little pep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that note, I think we should do something important. Um, I would like to say, if you're going to leave a message for your future self, something that you can come back to five years from now, 10 years from now, um, what would it be? Honestly, I think it'd just be as simple as like, you did it. You know, like, I think about myself even five years ago, and I never thought that I would be here. And then I can only imagine where I'll be in five years from now and no, and however that looks, whether I'm still creating full time or I'm making cakes or whatever, I just want to say if I, even if I just made it five years from now, like you did it, like you were here. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't, can't really think of anything like super amazing. It's just that, yeah. I don't know, like every day is such a blessing. So if I can make it to tomorrow, I'm like, okay. I did it. I got, I got through this, the last yeah. 24 hours. Yes. One more. Like, so if I can make it five more years. Like, heck yes. Like I yeah. did it. Yeah. I made it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so we're almost wrapping up. Do you have any last words for our listeners, Lauren? I would say that I feel an immense privilege in getting to do what I do do for a living it is such an honor it is such a privilege i would say that i hope that whoever is listening that hopefully you can relate and if you do relate this is encouraging to be kind to yourself i think that we can afford to be kinder to ourselves and just to keep going just to keep going like i just feel like even if we have to shift what we're doing or put down our brush for our time. Like there's there, I wish there was no judgment. And I, I, I hope that people are affording that for themselves, kindness and a non-judgmental space to create or to not to create, but just to exist in life. Yeah, That's what I'm leaving. That's yeah. what I'm telling them. 
<laughs> Fantastic. That was good. That All was right. good. And then um, lastly, Lauren, in your own words, what's your definition for love? Of love? Yes. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This has been heavy this whole time and now you want me to have a definition of love? Oh my God. That's very big. Um, because I'm not in a romantic relationship right now, but I have some really beautiful platonic friendships. And if there is anything, and I say this, if there's anything I've done well, it's been a mom. So love for me is motherhood, but that's for me. Like that has been the most consistent love in my life is being a mother to my children. And it has been yeah. my guiding light, the force behind everything that I do. Loving them has forced me to love myself better. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Love is a, is, is a lot of things, but motherhood for me. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed right. the chat. Did you? I did. I did. This was great. I'm serious. I meant when I said about yeah. your energy. It's good. It is. Thank you so much. I Thank hope this so wasn't much. wasn't too much of a weird, quirky, word vomiting. Not self. at all. I I, I loved every every part of it. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, my friend. I, All I right. do too. I do uh, too. That's fine. Okay. Thank you so much. Right, Enjoy friend. the rest of your I'll day. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye -bye. You too. Bye-bye.